Hi guys, welcome back to Yoga Daily. Um, this is Jen here, um, and on this sixth episode, I'm so honored and glad that I get the chance to actually have a podcast session with Nini, um, Nini Ahmad or Nini Yoga in Instagram. She's actually one of my very first yoga teachers in Malaysia. Um, when I first started practicing at Yoga Zone, um, Nini was basically one of my very first teachers. So I still remember uh, I joined her class for the very first time. I got in touch with yoga for the very first time through her. And um, uh, it is my honor to actually speak with her. And also, I, I dare say, um, a lot of like what we spoke about is um, it resonates a lot with my personal philosophy on a lot of things but unfortunately with the video version um, I was dumb enough not to clear my space so um, I only captured um, a short version of the video uh, right at the beginning of the of the IGTV session but but with the podcast session we have the full version so please try your best to listen to the full thing because I find that um, this episode itself is really, really very interesting where we dive deep more about not just yoga, but also yoga, yoga, uh, living yoga off your mat. Without further ado, let's have a chat with Nini. And of course, as usual, if you like this session or you do like this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends, your family, share it on IG, um, IG stories and uh, wherever. And again, I'm so sorry, I'm actually down with sore throat, so my voice can be cracking a bit, but I hope you do like this episode. All right, see you guys again in the next one. Enjoy. Thank you, Nini, so much Thank for so um, joining me in our next session uh, in Yoga Daily Podcast, uh, which is episode 6. And I'm so glad to have Nini, um, my very first teacher. I was just telling her today that my very first um, Malaysian yoga teacher that actually attended was me almost 15 years back at Yoga I was really, really glad that um, to meet you here at Tanjungara Resort, really cool resort by Radial Hotels where we are at, but now for this retreat. And yeah, without further ado, let's go straight into it. Nini, would you like to uh, just go through a quick introduction about yourself? I have been practicing yoga, um, I think, actually for the past 20 years. Mm. Sounds long, but I started when I was. I wouldn't say really young, but waiting for my SPM result, that explains how old I really am. Um, and I started teaching, I think, first year in my university. And then I uh, started teaching sometime, I think, like, second year in university. Means like, yeah, and then I just didn't stop teaching. Yeah. How long was up? So Nini is also the owner of Upper Yoga, right? Yes. How, how long is Upper Yoga like? Upper uh, was founded. In 2011, that's wow. right. So it's yeah. about nine years. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've never met someone who's like 20 years in the industry, especially in Malaysia. So Nini is really like the pioneer of yoga in Malaysia. So <laughs> what would you what would you, what would you think is like the biggest like difference back when you first started teaching and like now? Okay. Um. So 20 years ago. Okay. So 20 years to maybe. Uh, but again, in 1999, mm. I didn't have any email address, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, and I, I I can't remember, I could Google anything, but I remember I had Yoga Genos mm. already in 1999. Um, and also, 
the first year I started teaching, 2001, uh, there was only one main gym in Kuala Lumpur who finished first. Mm. It, was, uh, it was the only place kind of you could get commercialized yoga. Of course, there are small little yoga places, yoga houses, but they personally, for me at that time, as a young girl, as a young Malay Muslim girl, it uh, from the outside, it looked pretty religious for what I wanted at that time. I just wanted to look like Cameron Diaz in <laughs> Charlie's Angels, the first Cameron Diaz, uh, Charlie's Angel movie. Uh, because she said she did yoga training mm. to do that. And I, not, well, young girl, I, not that I didn't want the spiritual part or the meditation part, but I wanted, yeah, I wanted to have like a Hollywood slender body without <laughs> looking too bulky. Mm. Uh, little did I know that yoga was not easy. I was pretty athletic uh, mm-hmm. when I was uh, a teenager. Uh, I used to do sprinting. I used to do, um, I played field hockey for mm-hmm. my boarding school and my university. So I thought yoga would be easy for me, but I was not flexible. So the flexibility part was a challenge for me even until today. Mm-hmm. So I think with the advent of internet and past five years, past 10 years, social media, people or young people, people younger than me, might have an idea of what they might think yoga is all about. First thing, it looks appealing, it looks fancy. Wow, they can stand on their hands, they can put their leg behind their head. And I don't deny that if I were them, or maybe back my time, that was what I wanted to do, all I wanted to achieve, not the spirituality, not the... Uh, I want to live longer. I just want to look really good upside down, mm-hmm. you know. But that's the trap of yoga. <laughs> you know, we all get sucked into the cult of yoga by, yeah, we just wanted to do headstand. We just wanted to be fit. We, you know, we don't want to wear, we didn't want to wear running shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we realized, wow, but all these crazy complex poses, all these impossible looking inversions, actually, just to actually get you Wow, I've done that. I don't want anything anymore. I don't want, I'm not, I don't want, but you know, like, wow, that is actually to make me not move so that I can, when I'm not busy moving, then what's in my head, what's in my heart, what every single part of my body is telling me, I can hear it if I'm not running away from everything. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Even though it sounds complicated. <laughs> I, I feel like living in the city, we constantly want something, right? Yes. Whatever we see, we look sure. at it in a very visual perspective, sure. and then the ego starts talking, right? Like, that is something that I want to do. But yeah. when you get it, then what? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. Like, what's next, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and the constant achieving then brings people into a constant mode of wanting and wanting and wanting. Sure. But we lost track of who we really are, and we we don't silent and we don't remain still yes. to like yes. look inwards, right? Yes. So that yes. makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm truly understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So what do you think is like your biggest challenge? Like really you've been running this so long, yeah. a student and running for so long. What do you think is the biggest challenge trying to explain this to people? Do you think people get it? So I have long stopped forcing people to do yoga. I've long stopped forcing or making even my own friends, my family members to go to my yoga classes mm. because I find that it's quite cruel to say, <laughs> but I think if you deserve it, 
<laughs> you only open your heart to it, or I don't know, like really, if there's like, if you've got this yoga life, you'll make it to yoga class. You might not get yoga at your very first yoga class, but I think that's why it takes a time, and that one teacher that could help you connect, not to yoga, but to you, mm-hmm. because all we have, yoga mat, that's it. And we are made to face poses, stillness that, and we have to be still in really uncomfortable poses. So, we need, uh, the, yeah. right, we need the right teacher, the right mentor to put you in that state of mind yes. where you Yes. So I would say don't give up if you think uh, no, I tried yoga first time, nah, not for me. Don't stop finding first uh, the right, not the right teacher for you. The thing is, right teacher for you might not be the right teacher for me. So we have to kind of have um, not same chemistry, but some sort of chemistry, and we gotta really resonate with each other, mm-hmm. got to believe in kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very also important to find a teacher that can inspire you. Why I'm saying this? Because so a lot of, uh, not a lot, but some a handful of students would ask, so what do you think, when do you think would I be ready to, to be a yoga teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but I can do a handstand. Am I ready? I wouldn't say they're not, but the thing is, uh, some would also ask, I cannot, I can try yoga for 15 years. I can never do even a headstand. Mm. You think I'll be a bad yoga teacher? Mm. So in a way, the thing is the person that cannot do headstand or headstand might be able to uh, transfer their practice or experience or knowledge better. Maybe they have better flair of language. Mm. Maybe they are funny. <laughs> and the person that can, but the thing is, what would your students say? Let's say, oh, but you said, Yoga, or if you've done yoga long enough, then you'll master every single movement in your body. But you yourself can't do this then. So I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying uh, find a teacher that can inspire you. It could be through their poses, it could be through their words, mm. and it could also be through their daily life. You know, wow, she, I know she's a yoga teacher. I've never been to a class, but she walks, she talks like she a yoga teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Just by her grace mm. or her kindness, mm. her attitude towards others. Mm. And yeah, anyhow, yeah, I, yeah, okay, then <laughs> that like makes me wonder, yeah, who inspires you? Wow, who do you think, like, who is your yoga teacher? Who inspires you? I'm wow. very curious now. Wow. <laughs> That's a very okay. Good I question. answer, yeah, I answer yes. you for yeah. me, was yeah, mainly because uh, you know, my first teacher, um, I still remember like the first time when I walked into your class, I walked out feeling wow. <laughs> so this is yoga. Okay, I'm gonna come again and again and again because it made me feel good um, after class. So that was what started my practice, to be honest. So um, anyone that inspires me, like what you say, is always a teacher for me. Whether they're whatever that they can do, I really don't. It's not like I mean, we are all human, right? There are days when we can come flying. There are yeah. days when we're down. Yeah. We're just human. Um, <laughs> but then for you. Who are, who are the one person? It doesn't have to be. Wow. Uh, wow, that's a big thing because mm. I think uh, if I can remember, because there are still some yoga teachers, like if I, if I mm. travel to, let's say, Toronto or mm. San Francisco, I would still hop to like yeah, classes. yoga mm. classes, teachers I've never heard mm. about, but I can still be so inspired. I can still mm. like, just, just by listening to the boy doing their flow, I can cry. Mm. You know, I, like, I, like I wow, how, how come this teacher never heard? How, this teacher doesn't have any Instagram, mm. but she's like, 
yeah, that cheat code like has made my trip or my year. So I, uh, I would say like you said, like a lot. But lately, not lately, but maybe it's me. I'm very, uh, I'm easily attracted by teachers who are kind. You know, uh, I do a lot of Ashtanga yoga. Mm. And there's the saying that because you practice the same practice every day, six days a week, four, five, six times a week, and it really uh, aggravates and exaggerates what you already are. So uh, there's a they said like so you're already kind person, you can extra extra extra, and you've already been an asshole, you're gonna be like a monster. So I've met monster Ashtanga yoga teachers. I'm sorry, but I have. Mm. Um, not just Ashtanga teachers, but like yoga people, like wow, but we do the same practice, isn't but is that yoga really? Are we, are we doing the same thing? Are we teaching the same thing? They are yoga teachers too. Mm. So, um, I think, yeah, just anyone that, uh, who's, who's yes. Yes. yes, and I think that's very important and that's more than whatever, more teaching more people handstands, I think we can Teach. I think kindness is quite hard to teach, but you can you can inspire kindness. Yeah. You can ignite uh, kindness. Yeah. I find that um, kindness is something that is easily ignited through your actions. So yes. you need to walk yeah. the park. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So one last question. Yes. Right. Um, maybe this is a long question. Mm. First one is. Just because you talk about kindness, what do you think the world will come from? Because I'm happy to come um, Which leads to my last question. That's mm-hmm. the last question, but it's mm-hmm. a combination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which leads to my last question. What What do you think is your mission in life? Is it to like, really teach yoga forever? Or, yeah. So, okay, first question first. What do you think the world will come so you're asking me at this body this time mm-hmm. when I'm holding like a, I think it's an accomplished like personal achievement retreat for me. So I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. But had you asked me like three weeks ago when I did you know the climate mm-hmm. change strike, I would say like so many things would come mm-hmm. up from my my mouth. So I think it's um it's really the mindset and the time frame of what we were. Yeah, what we experience. And wouldn't it be wonderful if what we think the world likes of or what is what we think we need more of? Mm. And would it be wonderful if I can say or if we can say, I see we have everything. Yeah. Exactly, right? So that so that I hope mm. uh, would bring like the conclusion to your final question. Mm. I used to say, uh, yeah, I love teaching, but my ambition, I don't have ambitions anymore. You know, I have a yoga studio, sustainable. I'm never, I cannot be rich, but I'm comfortable. I have two wonderful, healthy children. I think I'm okay, but I used to say my ambition is if I don't ever have to teach yoga anymore. But that's kind of, you know, like, what? You want to retire? I wouldn't say that. And especially hearing, uh, like, you say, oh, like, that that's yoga, like that you that was your first yoga class. I'm like, but what if I can do that to as many people as you can? Right? Yes. Yeah. So I think my short goal, short could be fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> is I want to teach more people without having to um, 
physically teach them to because I'm such a dinosaur. You know, I've been teaching for so long. I'm like, oh, can you just teach like, you know, one-on-one class setting? Yes, but how many people can you teach at one time? This retreat, 100 people? Yeah, but it, I wouldn't say it drains you, but it's a lot. And mm. how many people can come to 100 mm. packs yoga mm. class, right? So the only way to do it is kind of digitally, but we don't even know in 50 years if there's still such term as digital. If we don't know, is there still going to be Instagram or even internet, what we'll call it then. Yeah. So let's say I don't even know if I'm still going to be here in this world, in this body, tomorrow or in five years. So exactly. yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. That that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love all the answers. Um, it really inspires me uh, because I, do, I totally believe on uh, pretty much the same thing in all levels. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Alright, uh, just for a sec, for the listeners, like, where can we reach you? Uh, <laughs> I'm a lot on Instagram. Mm. It's at Nini Yoga and INI Yoga. Mm. Uh, I really want to start a YouTube channel, but I'm, yep, I'm, yeah, look like this, but I'm super low-tech. Uh, and I teach physically at Upward Yoga, Instagram Upward Yoga, uh, on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm, perfect. Yeah, all right. Um, thank you so much, Nini, for spending time with me. Thank you so much for um, having time, like, centenary enough uh, for everything that you've done. Not just for the community, but also... <laughs> But also for like this retreat, you know, my life. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank, thank you. you. Namaste. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you.